This show contains strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of financial and career stress, capitalism, hiring discrimination, and cis over-apologizing. It also contains discussion about the LGBTQIA plus community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jay. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that cishead people think it is we're doing. <laughs> but CJ, what's on the buy schedule for today besides me hitting my desk? <laughs> <laughs> you tell that desk. What did that desk do to you? <laughs> I don't have a funny retort. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm too sleepy. That's that's the keystone of improv. Yes, honesty. (laughs) Uh, But what's on the buy schedule? With everybody going outside more recently, you might have noticed that something that's nice is Rivers. We're talking with River Nice. I love a pun about my name. Thank you for working it in immediately. I, I hope that I was the first person to think of that, and I apologize for the inevitability that I was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were the first to phrase it exactly that way, uh, but when I did choose the name River, I had somebody text me and was like, I just need you to know that I'm trying to find all the ways in which your name can be pieces of a sentence. So like, there's a river here, nice. <laughs> or like, is the river nice? <laughs> I love, I I often get, because my first name is just letters, people will try to fill in what the letters are, and sometimes it's cis people trying to be nosy about what my name quote stands for, which Mm. is annoying, but then, like, you'll get people who are like, how about court jester? How about country (laughs) junction? (laughs) And those ones are just a real hoot. Uh, But how are you today, River? I'm pretty good. Uh, You know, I slept, I ate. I'm not currently diagnosed with COVID, so, like, we're doing great. Awesome. Great. Checking those boxes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's, like, that is the to-do list, like, bare minimum. Yep. And that's how I know that I've won for the day, right? Like, you keep the standards low, and then you exceed them. <laughs> <It's> Honestly, <laughs> though. Honestly, <laughs> though. It's true. It's true. And if somebody does have COVID, then it just changes to sleep and eat. Correct. And, and survive, and right? Like, do, just do your best. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the to-do list is your bestest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little about you, River. Uh, well, I am 28 years old. I live in West Philadelphia in my favorite place I've ever lived. This apartment is just a dream. Um, oh, yeah. As I'm looking around my apartment as I'm talking. Uh, I am a financial planner. I started my own business about two years ago so that I could give financial planning advice to trans and queer people with an anti-capitalist lens. Um, Fucking sick. (laughs) I am trans, non-binary. I am queer, bisexual, pansexual. Who could say? Uh, (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) I'm polyamorous. I have a cat. Um, 
yeah, those are things about me. Amazing. Lovely. Lovely. Thanks. Wait, wait, does this mean it was like uh, back when we could have live shows, there was a big discussion about financial planning. Was it on the gay agenda at Tattooed Moms? Yes. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. Ripper that was, was that guest. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure it's in the audience just yelling at you. So <laughs> thanks. For that's, that. Well, that's how our shows go. That's literally what we call for it every time. So you were just following instructions. Oh, my honestly. goodness. Thank you for following up and make sure we making sure we actually take care of this agenda item. <laughs> yeah, seriously, let's get right down to it then, shall we? Can you tell mm-hmm. us more about like your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess I'll start with like how I decided to do this, which is that uh, around the time Trump was elected, I'm just going to say his name. We're going to keep going. Um, yeah. I was working in tech. My degree is in computer science. I've always been a numbers guy and just like didn't know what to do with that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was working in tech and I did not care enough about what I was doing for that to be what I continued doing in that historical moment. So I was trying to figure out what I could do for trans and queer people. Like what, what talents do I have that would be useful? Um, And my partner at the time was in a lot of credit card debt from her gender transition that she didn't know how she was going to get out of now that life was like worth living. Um, And I just sat down and made her like a budget and a timeline. Like, this just makes sense to me. Here's how you're going to like month by month pay it off. You're going to be done in this number of years. It's not forever. And she's like, oh my God, you need to do this for other trans people. What other professional could I possibly go to that would like get it and give me answers? Yeah. So I started telling anybody who had listened, like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to help trans people with their money. Um, And through friends of friends, I ended up getting a job at a like established corporate financial advisory firm. Um, I was hired as their charity case pretty explicitly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) I just showed up. I was like, I wasn't even sure if it was an interview, you know, I was like, come say hello. And I'm like, hi, like I'm here. I'm queer. I'm going to help people with their money somehow, some (laughs) way, like doesn't matter to me whether you like me or not. And he was like, okay, like I'll teach you everything you need to know if you work for me. And I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Perfect. (laughs) So I did the corporate thing for as long as I could take it, which was less than two years. Um, (laughs) That's actually like trying to think of myself doing a corporate job. That's way longer than I would have lasted. So, you know, God bless you, honestly. No, that's admirable. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And it was before I came out as trans myself. So like it was, I don't know, doing the best that we can in the moments that we have. Um, but I learned so much, right? And like, I got the certifications that I needed to actually call myself a financial planner. Um, and I learned from the old straight white man who hired me about how he has done things for decades. And I learned from the other people in the office how they do things. And I taught them what LGBT stands for. Um, <laughs> All right. We love an exchange. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was also like office tech support. That was part of like justifying my space there uh like yeah i'm i'm the tech guy this is fine um <laughs> you traded I've numbers a... for letters <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then there came a day when like i you know the unhappiness was building up the uh limit of learning that the other people in the office were willing to do about trans and queer folks had like we had like approached the limit Um, Mm. and I was just so uncomfortable getting dressed for a corporate environment every day. Like all these things were adding up. Right. 
and my boss, who's like a good guy, like he really did like bring me in and like teach me stuff and give a shit about me. Um, he brought me into the conference room and was like, look, like I know you're unhappy. So let's remind you like why you're doing this and what your career is going to look like because you're putting in the effort now. And he was like, you're going to work for me for the next 10 years and then I'm going to retire and you're going to buy out your third of my business. Um, cause there were other advisors that would get the other two thirds and then you'll have your own office and your own secretary and come in in a suit every day. And I just started crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You said 10 years and my stomach literally dropped like Lil yeah. Nas's descent into hell. <laughs> 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 I couldn't do it. And so he's looking at me and I'm crying and I'm just like, I need a minute, I guess. (laughs) So around the same, I think during that same week, I found out about this professional organization of independent financial planners. And I got on the phone with um, one of the people who works there and I was like, what is this? And they were like, okay, so you can pay us a monthly fee and we will help you have your own firm where you don't have to answer to anybody. You're the one in charge. And we'll make sure that you're like, following all the relevant laws and like, um, have the like software that you need and like just all the things that make it possible to be an independent financial planner and like business owner. And I was like, that one, that I'm doing that one. Yes. (laughs) Nice. So I quit immediately, which was maybe not the smartest move because then, uh, it took a few months to like get approved by the state of Pennsylvania and be able to launch. But I was able to sleep a lot for a couple months. Yeah. And that's one of the big checklist items, as we discussed. That's true. Honestly, as an anti-capitalist, like, being able to take a few months to, like, rest and recover from capitalism and, like, see it through fresh eyes again was revolutionary. Like, actually knowing what it feels like to be rested was a new thing after. Mm. Like, when was the last time I was rested? Probably, like, middle school? Like. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) So I launched my business uh, almost two years ago. And I really love it. So uh, that's, you know, the whole backstory. But I've kind of adjusted the services that I offer to get more specifically helpful for, like, trans and queer folks in their 20s and 30s. Um, And I work with allies, allies listening, like, I work with you. If you can get my pronouns right, I will work with you. Um, (laughs) That's, That's just a good, like, put that on a business card, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. People ask me all the time and like the, the people who like are actually allies and like talking to me and they're like, River, like I would love to hire you and like pay you instead of another financial planner. And like we have shared values and whatever, but like, I know that you're trying to specifically work with people who have certain identities and I know I don't have those identities, so I don't want to take up space. And I'm like, no, like you can pay me for my services. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Give me money. Yes. <laughs> I, I still, I still like have a job and like want to do that job. I mean, to the extent that anybody wants to do a job, but Correct. like, still. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so like, I appreciate the question and like, yes, please pay me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, uh, I've kind of differed from like the traditional way of doing financial planning a little bit and like, stop me if any of this gets too businessy or boring, but like, no, live it up. Um, the more traditional way to be a financial planner is you're trying to look for clients that will remain your clients lifelong, like Mm. you're looking to establish lifelong relationships and you're typically like selling insurance products and like holding investments for them, like actually taking the money and investing it for them. Um, 
I don't do any of those three things because I have found it to not be relevant or useful for who I'm trying to work with. So Mm -hmm. I'm now focused on the like education and like skill building and habit building that younger folks need to be set up Mm -hmm. for the rest of their financial lives. So people typically work with me for like six months uh, to start. I'm not like kicking people out at the end, but like six months is usually what it takes to like understand what's my current financial situation. What are my goals or like possible goals for the future? Cause there's a lot of always uncertainty about the future. Um, and then like, what's a budget that's going to actually help me use the money that I have coming in right now to work towards the things that I want to do and how do credit scores actually work? And what are the benefits that work is offering me? What's a 401k life insurance, disability insurance, things like that. And then like, how does all of that come together into an actual financial plan? So that at the end of working with me for six months, my goal is for folks to have a level of confidence about like what they're doing with their money, how they're protecting themselves in case of like emergencies, uh, Mm -hmm. and like why they're doing what they're doing. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jinx. (laughs) Oh no, I'm jinxed. (laughs) I'm, I'm curious, um, because it, it's sort of like, a no, beside the joke that gay people can't do math, um, <laughs> <laughs> which you have you have clearly defied the stereotypes. Um, <laughs> there's sort of like this vague understanding that queer and trans people tend to face financial obstacles and barriers. Um, I'm interested in like if you have any insight from a financial planning uh, perspective on what those obstacles and barriers tend to be. Absolutely. Um, so our lives are typically more expensive because <laughs> this right. the world and the government and the structures that be were not designed for us. So, um, you know, uh, trans people medically transitioning costs money, legally transitioning costs money. Um, trans and queer people having kids often costs money. Um, adoption mm. is really freaking expensive. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Good Lord. Um, also like in vitro fertilization is really expensive for people who go that route, depending on your health insurance, um, stuff like that. What I've seen from my clients is we tend to pay more for therapy than, um, (laughs) other folks. (laughs) Funny that. (laughs) Funny that. It's almost like we need support adapting to a world that is actively hurting us. Um, Oh, I lost. (laughs) (laughs) Guess we'll never know. (laughs) It is a mystery. <laughs> Those are the, some of the things that come to mind. And then, you know, like poly, the polyamorous community is definitely an overlap with trans and queer folks. And so like just trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to set up financial structures for yourself and your family when the financial structures are designed specifically for a nuclear family and monogamous yeah. couples is mm. kind of an interesting brain puzzle each time I help people with it. <laughs> I'm sorry if you uh, brought this up and it sounds like I'm repeating, but to to very much clarify, access to being hired for jobs is also incredibly tough as a trans person. I say this as a trans person who nobody has straight up told me I haven't been hired because I'm trans, but I have my suspicions about what happened <laughs> back there when the interview was going really great. And then I asked about wearing a they them pronoun pin. And then all of a sudden there was radio silence. Uh, uh, yeah no i did forget to say that man (laughs) i would say i would say that's also a financial barrier is not being able to earn money 
Yeah. We also chose the hard mode of, of picking a career in the arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's doubling up. Tough enough. <laughs> so some of my clients like have started their own businesses. And part of the reason like I had to go and do this on my own was because I knew I wasn't going to have a good time coming out in the environment that I was in. So like, mm. like, yes, it is harder for us to make money. And if I can help more folks like do it more independently so that like, yeah, it's still a struggle to make money out there. But if you don't have bosses and coworkers being shitty to you every day, the light, the load is that much lighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's a, um, I, I forget what the exact statistic is, but, um, more people than you think, uh, who are queer and trans feel that they have to hide their identity at their workplace. <sighs> so that just, that directly impacts how comfortable people feel there and how long they will stay at that job Mm. when it's like pretty much every day you are in an environment where you have to hide yourself. Yep. 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 (laughs) It's cute. Um, so yeah, sound your, your business sounds incredibly, incredibly helpful for folks. So why don't you go ahead and drop the name of it? Oh uh, yeah. Just, (laughs) just, I'm sure you did at some point, no, but like, you I know, just to have a dedicated place where people can go ahead and uh, crack their fingers and get on their Google typing machines. Yeah. So it's called Be Intentional Financial because that's my number one financial advice is to be intentional. Um, so BeIntentionalFinancial.com. I'm on Instagram, BeIntentionalFinancial. Uh, those are the places to check me out. The website has everything you need to like set up a free consultation with me if you're interested in learning more about how I can help you specifically. Neat. Fantastic. We've talked so long about your business. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk about your queer journey real quick? Sure. Uh, so or as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will talk forever. So like, I'm an extrovert after a year of quarantine. Like, oh my god. <laughs> um, my queer journey. Uh, I really thought I was a straight cis woman until I was like, eighteen. Um. Everybody just feels this way about their friends, right? It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Happens to the best of us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I was 18 and I was at college. And more importantly, I was on Uh, Tumblr.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. That'll do it. The the Tumblr to queer pipeline. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like really sad about what has happened to Tumblr and how it's like not a thing anymore. But I will forever be grateful that it was there for me when I needed it most. It's Twitter is turning into old Tumblr, so like there's yeah, still a if, place. And if you want to find the nitpicky arguments about queer identity from like twelve year olds, just go on to TikTok. They're all there. Say. They're yeah. all there again. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do feel like TikTok is the new Tumblr, and I feel like it's going to burn out faster than Tumblr did. That's that's my prediction. Probably. Mm. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I was uh, reading about bisexuality on Tumblr and I was like, oh, because like I thought I was straight and cis for so long because I like boys so much. Like I like men so much that like I must be. And then Tumblr was like, you don't have to be like 50-50 split in your attraction Mm -hmm. to be bisexual. And I was like, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So then, you know, I spent all of college being like, am I bisexual enough? Am I queer enough? Ooh. That whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then around senior year of college, I started learning about trans stuff. And I was like, hmm, 
we're going to back burner that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I just stop oh, shaving my body hair, then I'll feel better and I don't need to consider things any further. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was solved. <laughs> and then it was solved. No, then it was fine for a couple of years. Um, where did I go after that? I mean, I moved back home after college for a little while and that was like, it could have been worse, but it was not ideal. Um, and then I realized I needed to get out of suburban New Jersey and grabbed a couple of friends and just like moved to Philly, like no job, no plan. Just get me out of here. Um, <laughs> which luckily worked out very well for me. Um, amazing. And so then I was in Philly, and so I actually started like meeting and hanging out with other queer people, and meeting and hanging out with trans people, besides just like the couple of friends that I had from before, and uh, started attending the Philadelphia Trans Wellness Conference, which was mm, very nice. helpful. And I think maybe the second time I attended that conference, I started going to all the non-binary sessions, and I was like, "Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is right. <laughs> this sparks joy." <laughs> Yeah, it was just so cool to hear from so many different people who were non-binary. Like this one person really stands out to me. I forget even like what the workshop was, but this person who is definitely older than me, I don't want to like ascribe a particular age to them, but like a person who has children stood up and was like, look, like I'm non-binary. And if I had figured out trans stuff before I had kids, I would consider myself to be a trans man. But I've been a mom to my kids for years, and that's a crucial part of my identity. So, like, the binary doesn't make sense anymore. And I was like, I don't know why I relate to that so much specifically, but that's amazing to hear somebody, like, years further ahead of me be like, things could have gone this way, but because they went that way, I don't ever want to erase the identities and experiences that I've had. And, like, just this gender binary, like, just, it doesn't fucking make sense. It doesn't. I was like, yeah, Yeah. it doesn't make sense. Mm, Not nearly at the same level at all, but in the way that people <laughs> feel like parents to their cats. Um, I, I have a cat at home and sometimes like when it's feeding time, she'll scream and scream and scream at me. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? You're not actively shoveling the food in my mouth at this exact second. You're taking time to prepare it. How dare you? Um, and mm-hmm. I always like, I, my inclination is always to say, Oh, I know I'm being such a bad mom right now. And it's like, but I'm not a mom. That's not my gender but I'm a mom to this cat, spe- specifically to this cat. I am a mom. I'm not a mother, but I'm a mom. Yeah, yeah, and that that's real. Makes yeah, not a lick of sense, but it's my feelings. But it does Look. make so much sense, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, as a fellow non-binary cat mom, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my gender does not brush the feminine at all. I am a cat mom. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> also, I feel like we've discussed in previous episodes, like, dad energy devoid of, like... Dadness. That's true. Yeah. So I think mom energy can also be uh, disconnected from hard binary choices of gender. <laughs> I mean, I would think that, like, mom friend and, like, dad friend are, like, slightly mm. different types of helpful friends that are not necessarily tied to the gender of the people involved. It's true. I, yeah, because, I, I mean, I know, I feel like I know cis women who are much more dad friend than mom friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, like, also, like, uncle friend. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, and, like, wine aunt friend. <laughs> yes. 
there's there's grandpa friend Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's Uh, true i had a really good grandpa friend in college i miss him i should call him (laughs) (laughs) amazing so it's time to start treating those as the genders they are done um (laughs) hey did you know queer people like chosen family (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) who when (laughs) uh cool so river what is something you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to hear about it again so many things um Mm. uh, i would like to tell cishet people that like just do better. Just do better. Like, yeah, (laughs) the bar is so low, you know, like getting our pronouns right half the time. I know you can do better. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that thing that they do when they're like, Oh, you use they, them pronouns. Well, I'm going to try my best, but like, I apologize in advance if Mm -hmm. I get it wrong. I know CJ, you posted about this on Facebook and I commented like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Mm mm-hmm. Don't have, we don't, you don't have to say it. Especially when somebody is doing a coming out post. Like, how dare you fucking mar someone's trans joy and trans celebration and embrace, like, embracing themselves. How dare you fucking mar that with your apology. It fucking annoys me so much. Sorry to inject my own anger there, but oh my god. It, it, uh, at time of recording, Trans Day of Visibility was two days ago, so I saw this back to back to back to back to back, mm. and it kills me. I have, okay, so this isn't particularly only for cis people, but I feel like it's more for cis people overall. Sure. Um, some thoughts are inside thoughts, and you don't <laughs> yeah. have to say them. Yeah. What a concept. <laughs> you can, like, write it in a journal. Or, like, if you have a therapist, go talk to your therapist. Or, like, talk to another cis friend about your cis feelings, you know? Like, I talk to my white friends about my white feelings all the time because we got to process it and deal with it, but I'm not going to make it people of color's problem. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There are places to express your feelings, and the answer is not everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, just practice. Yeah. Just practice. Yeah, we all learn new words all the time. Yeah. So often I see people be like, oh, I'm still learning. It's like, oh, cool. What education tools are you using? Do you practice at home? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you are still learning, learning is a process and it's work that you have to do. If I said I was still learning piano, that would be a lie because this education book has been sitting here for like three months and I haven't touched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a process that you have to actively put time and work and effort into. Yeah. And then if you're not going to do it, don't say you're going to do it. I'm, like, on a tangent now. But I had another financial advisor contact me the other day because I end up educating financial advisors about trans stuff all the time. Um, oh, yeah. And this person messaged me and was like, hey, like, I have this new client who is non-binary and, like, I want to make sure I'm accepting and whatever and, like, in my marketing out to the world about my financial advisory services, I usually say women, but now I have this non-binary client. So like, I want to make sure I'm being inclusive. So like, do I say women and non-binary? Do I like, what do I say? And I was like, uh, let me first ask you the question. Are you actually the safe person for all of those genders to come to for all people, like for people of many different genders to come to, if you Mm. say you're the financial advisor for women and non-binary people, here's a list of people who can't like, here's, uh, some ideas of people who exist who are non-binary 
are those clients that you want to work with. Because if you start advertising yourself as like women and non-binary, but you really mean like women and like non-binary women end of the non-binary spectrum, like. Yeah. Mm. Or, or assign female at birth people. Yes. Right. Which is actually what that person's probably saying. Right. Um, yes. And I'm just like, I don't want to give you like the currently most hip language to use. That's a lie. (laughs) Because I don't think I would guess, I'm just going to hazard a guess, that you are not actually putting in the work to be a safe professional for all of us to come to. And like credit goes to that person. Her response was like, oh my God, you're right. Like, Mm. I'm not going to try to pretend to have a skill set that I don't. And I was like, great. Awesome. (laughs) I'm I'm actually legitimately impressed. That's how low the bar is. Right. (laughs) That shouldn't be like a shocking twist to the story. (laughs) (laughs) is oh boy yeah uh so river what is on your gay agenda oh okay i thought a lot about this so my big picture long-term agenda is to end capitalism yes my short-term agenda is to help trans and queer people survive capitalism Mm. (laughs) also yes big fan of both Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we have to have both right like i I'm not a person who can put all of my time and energy and like, I'm not the person who has the skill sets to like revolt in the streets all the time, but I am a person who can help people once they have money to figure out what to do with it so that they're protecting themselves and their communities as best they can. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much that like mentality of like, Oh, well you say you hate capitalism, but you're using an iPhone. It's like, yeah, I have yet to find the anti-capitalist smartphone company, and I still need to, like, have access to that tool mm-hmm. for, like, job searches and recording and stuff like that in order to, like, do my thing. So, yes, I truly do live in a society. Fuck me, right? <laughs> What's that one comic where somebody's just saying like, oh, there's a lot of problems in our society I'd like to fix. And then someone pops up and is like, ah, but you participate in society. Curious. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. What are the options? (laughs) And I have conversations all the time because of work. Like, yes, like I have a business that needs to profit because I'm surviving under capitalism. And like, yes, I'm telling most of my clients that they need to invest in the stock market because that's how you're able to retire under the current way that the U S functions. Like that's not even just capitalism. That's because the United States doesn't value old people or like giving Mm -hmm. a shit about keeping people alive in general. So like if you're ever going to have enough money to be able to stop working for the last few decades of your life, you have to invest in the stock market. And yeah, Jeff Bezos is going to get some pennies out of that. And that's a problem with why everything, like, that's part of why all of this is such a problem. And part of why Jeff Bezos is a problem is because there's no escaping it and there's no escaping him. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your decision to do that is not the reason that Jeff Bezos has the wealth he has. He has that wealth because he's a fucking thief. Yes. Yes. I I strongly, strongly agree with that gay agenda item, and thank you very much for bringing it. Shall we move on to the game? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was trying to think if there's a way to trick, like, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk onto, like, a space shuttle and launching them out into space. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like okay. they'd get along, and then we would all benefit. Uh, okay, but see, would they get along, or would they, like, fight to the death? Because either way... It's a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so here's what we do. Um, we set up a pool table inside of a spaceship, but it's like a deco- it's sort of decorated like a themed restaurant of types. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, best case scenario, they get along as friends and play pool for a bit. We close the doors, launch them into space. Worst case scenario, they don't like each other. They use the pool ta- as pool sticks as weapons, like in The Dark Knight, and they fight to the death. Uh, we don't have to spend that money to send them into space. Um, we could send somebody else, like a hero dog or something. <laughs> like a, it's like a Thunderdome at that point. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Great. Glad we've got this. Going. Perfect point. Cool. All right. Okay. Now <laughs> I feel no comfortable to... moving on to the game. <laughs> Great. <laughs> glad. I'm. I'm so glad we solved that problem. <laughs> Any listeners with access to a space shuttle? Um, I'm sure I could whip at up a pool, a pool table. table somewhere. <laughs> Hello, I'm your camp counselor, Jay. Uh, I'm here with our game of the day. Um, I put together a little quiz, once again, based on the LGBTQIA acronym, um, because that's my favorite basis for these, apparently. So in this quiz, the answer to every clue is going to be a different phrase or term related to money and finances. Uh, A lot of slang. Uh, However, each of those answers also correlates to a letter in the acronym, and it's going to start with the same letter. So, for example, if I said a U.S. currency used in the Civil War, referring to the color of money, and spent by homosexual men, presumably on Chromatica Oreos, it would be uh, gay greenbacks, which sounds offensive somehow, but Google tells me it's not. (laughs) Greenbacks does sound extremely (laughs) tough. And that's one of the more obscure terms I use specifically for the example, I promise. <laughs> Great, because I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> but it's just to show the example of G and G. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the the format of the game. Uh, CJ does not help me build these games, so they can be used as a sounding board. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so damning. No! CJ doesn't help. No. <laughs> so I guess ma- let's make sure that they're useful somehow. No, it's fine, because I don't help CJ do literally anything else for this podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> as a guest, I can confirm CJ did all the logistics up front. <laughs> But Jay makes the games, and I don't do. I do. I do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just to say that CJ doesn't know the answers, and therefore, uh, it's not cheating to talk to them. I'm with you. Yes, yeah, a sounding board or a lifeline. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anyway, this game is called Another Gay, Another Dollar. Oh, I love it. <laughs> God damn it. All right, let's go. <laughs> Maybe that should be like the tagline for my business, though. <gasps> Please yes. feel free to use it with yeah. my blessing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, are you ready for your first clue? Yes. All right. Uh, back in the 1900s, $1,000 seemed like an awful lot of money. So this phrase uh, became a convenient euphemism for homosexual mobsters who wanted to be discreet about their big spending. I have no idea. Oh, my God. We can talk it out. We can start with what letter of the I'm, acronym we think it is. This is a term for, like, a group of people who are also homosexual. Because I went with, the, I was thinking, like, gay gangsters. You got the gay part. 
Great. Okay. Got the gay. The second part is going to be the the euphemism used for a thousand dollars by mobsters. Okay. And it's going to start with a G because it goes with gay. Mm-hmm. I, I my brain keeps like generating words that start with a G, and then I'm like. That's not even related to money or anything. <laughs> Some people are, will shorten it even further to just a G to be like, oh, like, you know, two oh. Gs. Oh, is it a grand? Grand. A gay yeah. grand. <laughs> of course it is. How did I know? I didn't realize that the etymology was that far back. Yeah, apparently. I learned a lot about money terms uh, in the past uh, couple of days. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, I, I'm worried that I uh, didn't construct a very accessible quiz now, but... Ooh, no, no. Well, we're going to brainstorm this one. We're going to get there with the power of teamwork, Jay. Don't even worry about it. Yes. They talk through things all the time on Ask Me Another, so I feel comfortable suggesting that. Uh, our yeah. next clue. This can be a term for $25, but it's more commonly known as the name of the biggest common coin with a president's face on it, and... I don't know. I guess it's the least cishet coin outside of like half dollars. Is it a queer quarter? It is a queer quarter. Hey. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Love it. <clears throat> this slang term for the hundred dollar bill comes from the founding father on it. And from what I hear about his behind the scenes proclivities, I would honestly b- uh, believe that he was attracted to two or more genders. Bisexual Benjamin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Do that too. He, I'm sure he was by. We Jadzia Axelrod did not come on to our live show to not, <laughs> for us to not know that Ben Franklin was not a straight man. It's <laughs> a party boy. Um, it's true. All right. Gardening seems like a pretty sapphic hobby to me, and you know what else is green? Cash. Everyone should give money to women who love women, and why not use a cute slang term for it, such as... This one's a little trickier, I think. (laughs) Okay, so, like, lesbian, probably. Yes. So it starts with an L. Yes. And And gardening is part of it. The gardening is throwing me off. Um, It's mostly related to the color. Um, As a hint, some other... Similar slang terms that used to go around for for money. Apparently, there were people who called money cabbage and celery. Oh, lettuce. I've, oh, yes, lesbian lettuce. 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 <laughs> I've never once heard of someone calling money celery. No. Yeah, not once. Not even one time. I'm here for bringing it back. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I also yeah. like lesbian yeah. lettuce, though. So great. All right, we are more than halfway through this quiz. Amazing. <laughs> You're doing. An- Fantastic. Um, all right. <clears throat> this, one's, this one's a little tricky. A lesser known slang term for the dollar bill from the 1920s, which is perfect for people who don't experience sexual attraction. Okay, so ace, so A. The 20s mm-hmm. was such a time for weird slang. Yeah. Yes. And this is slang for a $1 bill? Yes. Okay, great. I realize I should have put in an additional hint in here. Uh, you can lay it on us. I'm trying to think of a way to do it that just doesn't just give it away. But also, who cares if I just give it away? This is the most low stakes game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's no prize at the end. Um, uh, uh, I hear card games were really big in the 1920s. And Ace Ace? Yes. <laughs> you know. What the fuck? 
I was going to say it, and then I was like, it couldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, apparently, Ace can be a dollar bill. Like, can you lend me an Ace? I could see that in the 20s. Yeah, Yeah. 20s announcer voice. Uh, I could hear it. All right. I was sure, like, lend me an Ace. I saved my favorite two for last. (laughs) All right. Um, I don't know that I'd be less scared of this particular government department if it was staffed with more folks who were born with sex characteristics that don't fit typical binary notions of female and male bodies, because that doesn't really seem like it would functionally change anything about it, except for making an alliterative name. Um, But alliteration might take the edge off of tax day. Who knows? (laughs) The intersex IRS. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's not a lot of I terms in money, apparently, uh, outside of like investment income. Yeah. Interest. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Inflation. But like nothing that was fitting in with everything else. Yeah. Right. And then of those ones, I thought IRS would be the funniest. So. No, you're right. You're right. And that's my basis for all of my decisions in my life. Uh, (laughs) Great. That's the way to live. All right. Final one. If someone who identifies as a different gender than the one they were assigned at birth wants a rad makeover to announce the news, they can get a shave and a haircut for this amount. I know this one. All right. Go for it, CJ. Three pence, transgender. Oh, no. What? Is no. it not? Is the lyric not shaving a haircut? Is it not three pence? It's not three pence. At least what not the most then? traditional. It's two bits. Two bits. Okay, fine. <laughs> you got the song though, so I'm gonna give that half point. Great. I'll write that down on the scorecard that we've been keeping this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, shaving a haircut. Two bits. Two there bits. might be a version that's three pence. I've never heard it though. I don't know. <laughs> But um, still starts with a T. Yeah. Still fits the, the rhythm. Uh, and again, it's a half point. Uh, so I think y'all handily win another Yay. gay, another dollar. Thank you for playing. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for being on the show, River. Do you want to plug your business one more time? Yeah. So my business is Be Intentional Financial. You can find me at BeIntentionalFinancial.com or on Instagram at BeFinancial. Oh my God. Be Intentional Financial. Thanks for having me, y'all. Of course. Thank you for joining us. Um, If anyone out there wants to tweet at me their favorite slang terms for money, there's a lot of wild ones out there. I'm on Twitter at underscore GlitterGoblin underscore... And you can find My Gay Agenda on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and many other podcatchers beside whichever one that you're on. Uh, If you want to go ahead and give us a rating, even, you know, those stars and stuff like that, that's real great. And if you subscribe or follow or whatever the terminology is on your podcatcher of choice, that's the best way to know right away when we have a new episode. Uh, But for lack of that, you can find us on social media. We're on facebook.com slash mygayagenda. Um, On Twitter, we are at gayagendacast. Um, On Instagram, we are at mygayagendapodcast because that was the... That was the handle I could get, you know? Sometimes (laughs) in life, uh, Instagram... Just beats you to the punch. Um, And you can also join us on Patreon if you feel compelled to support the show in a financial capacity. Uh Uh, Much like Rachel, Dollar Dollar Bill Higgins, Quentin J. Alexander, 
Jim Nolan, and Tiny Sneal. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world, love yourself, set some low expectations, and then exceed them. Yes. <laughs> I think that's a, a great way to go. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist. <laughs>